0: Hey, it's your girl, Bethany A. Line, and I've been making music magic with JRD.
1: Welcome to the first episode of. Music Magic, where I interview amazing musicians from all across the state, country, and even the world. My name is Justin Reynoso-Dumay, also known as Three Letters, J-R-D. So on this episode, we will be interviewing a lovely musician from Cape May, New Jersey, who was able to make it to the uh, studios of uh, Brave New Radio. So please introduce yourself.
0: Hello, I am former Mrs. New Jersey Petite, Bethany A-Line, American Gypsy, award-winning actress, music engineer, songwriter.
1: Wonderful stuff on your resume so far. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. It's amazing. We're going to get to all that and a lot more in this episode. So just please take us through the beginning, where you grew up, how'd you um, go through your childhood, when you discovered music, all that stuff, your backstory.
0: Oh gosh, I don't even know where to start, but I guess Cape May is a great place to start because Exit Zero is my hometown, and I don't know, it's, you know, it's like a one-stop traffic light town where you go in there, it's like a little black hole, there's a few talented people, but, you know, if you you can make it out, that's great. My childhood was kind of just, like, rough. I had a really, really rough family, you know, very abusive. Um, Today, I don't even... You know, I'm, like, shunned from my culture. It was just, like, a rough background where um, I just try to stay positive through it all and really just got lost in school. I applied myself completely to just, like, education, to escape.
1: Since you mentioned, you know, you were being abused as a child and Mm -hmm. all that, you don't have to have that connected to you anymore. Like, you're making your own legacy and, you know, your own story in your own way, and you're being very successful. You're fighting through that adversity. It's like that (laughs) adversity that you had in the past is, like, motivating you to be where you are today and beyond.
0: Absolutely. Yep.
1: All right. So, really, just, you you came all the way down from, not not Cape May, but, like, I know you're from Cape May, and, wow, I got to (laughs) say, we were talking earlier uh, off the air. If you had actually, like, driven from Cape May to come up here to Wayne and then down here, That is one hell of a drive. I'm telling you, (laughs) you you just, you really want to do this interview. um that's part of this mm-hmm. game
0: though yeah you know, it if you're is. a musician you just gotta go and share your message wherever somebody gives you an opportunity and you know you're doing so well and winning awards yourself why wouldn't i want to you know share a little time together right it right
1: uh yeah we're uh we're both just like so determined to like want to be the best <laughs> in what we do with our craft so yeah so glad that we met each other a uh, little bit of a backstory for you the listener is that i met mrs a-line for the elephant music indie festival that they held back in May's Landing at the Watering Hole Cafe.
0: That's right. So
1: yeah, fantastic festival right there. A round of applause to the people who put it all together and the musicians that played there.
0: Can I give a shout out?
1: Go ahead and give a shout out.
0: Jerry Ryan, thank you very much for this beautiful platform supporting Elephants for Autism and Sprouting Connections.
1: Yes, Mr. Ryan, you got your shout out right there and you know. Glad you're uh, also listening into this episode and learning more about what Mrs. A-Line here is doing, not just in her career, but within her life. You do have a lovely husband and kids, too, yes. that gives you energy. <laughs> so, they also motivate you to, like, go above and beyond.
0: Uh, I don't know. The kids kind of take my energy, but <laughs> that's a different story. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> All right. I did read on your bio on Spotify, and it's like, You just have this passion for, like, music and writing, Mm -hmm. and it just translated into, like, you busting your ass in school, too, because look at all these accolades. Honors College, Choir President, Musical Leads, Tri-M Music Honor Society. Yes, I
0: love them. How
1: how did you do all this?
0: (sighs) If I wasn't in school, I was at home being abused, so I, like, lived there or at a friend's house. And if I wasn't at school, my friends and I, I'm not going to lie, we were a pretty rough crowd, so it was, like, either drugs or school or boys or school. And I obviously – what I went through, I really wasn't big on dating and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, just – anywhere where i had supervision where i knew that i wasn't going to be touched or bothered or abused like i just always wanted to be at school i was there on the weekends i was there afterwards i hung out with all the nerdy kids and then if i wasn't it was that's the type of town i lived in it's either drugs get pregnant or school so
1: <laughs> whoa yeah. what a life okay <laughs> yeah it,
0: it's one of those towns where it's a resort town so if you're not there to vacation you're one of the people that are just working it mm-hmm. and you got three months to really make your money for the whole year and it's just it's boring there like there's nothing to do so
1: <laughs> yeah it really embodies because you're in the deep deep south of jersey right here Exit and it's like,
0: zero yeah it's Bay. The point yes
1: exactly <laughs> there's so nowhere to go <laughs> and then it's like when you, when you drove up north here, it's like, whoa, look at all this stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you should hear it. My son's in the car, and he's like, look at that building. Look at that building. They're just getting bigger and bigger. And I just tell him, like, this is the beginning. This is the beginning of the world. The big yeah. apple starts right here. We're right outside of it.
1: It's yeah. amazing stuff. I know. <laughs> all right. I'm sure those nerdy kids that you hung out in school with, they were able to push you to do double majoring in liberal science and the performing arts, so... Talk to us about that.
0: Well, performing arts is my passion, so that was obviously a passion degree. You know, fit me in where you can. I know everything from engineering now to stagecraft, lighting even. So I know both ends of the camera very well and also engineering. But um, you know how this industry is. You kind of do need that backup plan, so I took up liberal science. So um, I'm part of the Daily Farmers of America, so, you know, I have that backup career where I can go to different factories and test our food products make sure that we're eating safe and it's made me a lot of money to fund my career so now I might not be like a liberal scientist anymore but that's actually how I made my money to fund my craft and get started
1: all right excellent Mm -hmm. so you know at least you're like getting all this versatility and being like multi-skilled and everything. And we're not just talking about raising a family here. Uh, we're talking about like uh, career-wise and, Thank you know, you. always coming up with a plan A, B, C and all that. If you have to. Yeah, exactly. If you
0: want to be successful, you have to have multiple streams of income. So right. that's my biggest niche. Like, right? you know, you have to have your actual day job before you can just, you can't just decide, oh, I'm going to be a star. That doesn't work. Not for everybody.
1: Yeah, fun fact <laughs> is that, this past summer, and it's it's interesting because you know after this all happened, that's when I went the trip, made the trip down to Mays Landing, uh, in August as like finally some relaxation. But over the summer, I actually took an internship, right? Mm-hmm. And this is for a news radio show this morning with Gordon Deal, and you know they had me like edit and produce the show and like update their social media and all that stuff, That that's uh, where the stability paycheck comes in and right. all that. So it's like, I'm going to continue doing that, you know, when I'm not doing school, but <laughs> do I see myself doing that forever? No, It but, you know... It
0: pays the bills. It, it
1: pays the mm-hmm. bills. And, and the people there are respectful, too. Like, they can also... They've been doing stuff in the industry for a long time. Like, they know people that uh, I can get jobs with or start my own career in. So, you know, just doing that news show, it's something that I'm great at. And, you know, I hope to continue building a relationship with these people. So they help me out. So why not help them out again?
0: Well, I hope you find what you're looking for.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's probably, <laughs> uh, you're probably looking at it. We're, you're probably doing it right here. So All it's right. hint, hint. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, that does uh, make me question if music hadn't panned out, what would you have been doing with uh, liberal science?
0: I would probably still be working in a factory testing food products to make sure that it is distributed safely throughout America.
1: So yeah, factory job then. Let's just talk about your performing arts side. Um, how is it that you were able to like fit all this stuff in Like at one time? Like honors college, choir president, musical leads, music honor society. What drives you to do all this stuff?
0: Well, when I was younger, I just had stamina to just stay out of the house, I guess. And I tend to even still do this. I'm a product of living my life by a calendar. So I just present myself tomorrow's schedule. And I go over it at nighttime. And I just start my day early. Boom, boom, boom. A, B, C, D, E. So that's kind of... It's no different from high school. You know, I I used to live like that. But unfortunately, I did tell you I did struggle from a drug habit. So one of my drugs was a very good energizer. (laughs) And um, I am so ashamed to admit that. That's no way to live. But, you know, that's the truth.
1: When you did have this uh, addiction, did Mm -hmm. did you, like, ever create any songs or write any songs about, you know— being on this sort of addiction, or how you were in rehab and battling your demons and all this stuff.
0: Absolutely. Mm. Um, one of the songs that I won my first music video award for, and just breakthrough artist. I. Uh, that's my music video, sick, and it's about being sick in the drug epidemic. It's about being physically ill being off of drugs or mentally sick. A lot of people take that as um, a lash out towards another female, and even though it very well could be, but I'm talking about the syringe of a needle cap and how it's a drug epidemic where a lot of people are just on it. And it's really just a lash out saying that you're sick and tired of this, this way of life and what people are getting into and choosing that over goodness.
1: Right. A lot of the music that you put out, including sick, Mm -hmm. I mean, that is just... Yeah, you get, like, all these monster, like, zombie references, but this is just, like, human horror right here. Like, stuff that's, like, psychological.
0: Self-mutilation.
1: Yes, that stuff. Self-inflicted wounds to yourself. It doesn't even have to be, like, physical. It can also be, like I said, psychological or mental. Mm -hmm. All that trauma right there. You mentioned sick, so let's talk about sick. So, really, just go into detail into that, especially with what happened with the Elephant uh, Music Indie Awards.
0: That's where I won my first awards there. Mm-hmm. Um, I was nominated, I didn't even perform, and you know the local community just kept nominating my video, and next thing you know, I was invited, and it was just wonderful, it was an honor to be there. And that's where my music career really started for me, because I used to just write music, kind of like how you freelance on different radio stations. I, I do the same thing with music composing for movies, and they're usually indie horror. That's why my content seems to be a bit darker. And that's really where that song stemmed from. It was just, you know, a show. I'm not even sure if it like really took off or not. (laughs) but You know, um, I'm very grateful that that's my breakthrough video because it really means something to me. I actually went through it and it's great to share with people because it's a song that can help people identify with their true feelings.
1: Right. Absolutely. And so you were able to uh, capture that very well. Mm -hmm. How did like being in the Music Honor Society and doing all these musical leads, like how did that help you with what you're doing with your songs?
0: It helped me so much because once you're in the Music Honor Society, it's just not something that ends with high school. I'm still a part of that society. So it's something like the pageant crown. I might no longer be this year's queen, but I am always in my own right a queen. And... That's something that it does for you. It gives you a little bit of merit behind you. It's it's kind of like your trophy for doing all of your good musical deeds in school. And um, you know, I got that because I was the choir president because I did do things like jazz choir and go the extra mile. So it's um it's just an it's an honored society. Like you know, it kind of when you're in a frat in college, just because you were in that party you know it gets you a better job it gets you a little bit more merit wherever you're going on your resume and I'm just honored to have it and I'm honored to talk to other high school students you know I'm I'm working with one girl from a high profile entertainment and she's in band and I always tell her in high school you should go for this music honor society you know anything I try to encourage other kids because if you're really serious about music in your adulthood you want to have these things under your belt they're as good as frats they really are
1: All right. So nice job guiding the uh, younger generation to uh, going pursuing music and such. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they may even bump into you uh, when it comes to like helping mix and master all the tracks. Also, talk to me about uh, these musical leads. What uh, musicals did you like uh, perform in?
0: Oh gosh, I've performed in everything from Annie to The Wiz, you name it. <laughs> but um, one lead that always sticks out to me in particular is the one that I split actually. I didn't have the full four days by myself. I had, I think, three and the other girl had two. And um, I was the lead in Sweet Charity. And that one is very, very special to me because my mother, she was also the lead of Sweet Charity when she was in high school. So it was really, really cool for her to go over lines with me. And, oh, I used to say it like this. And I would always say, oh, no, I like it like this. um, You know, I did Annie, the Wiz. I did, um, I usually play the villain. If I'm not the lead, I always get the villain because, you know, I'm just a, I look dark, don't I?
1: You're looking (laughs) at you right now. You are dark. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, this is always your look. This isn't just because it's October. No, so, this is, yeah. I
0: look like a witch. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows it. It's fine.
1: It's amazing. <laughs> um, you really take the ma- method acting to a whole nother level because this is your lifestyle. Yes. <laughs> so,
0: this well, is I wonderful. coach it, so I think when you coach it, it's a little bit different. You just, it truly is a lifestyle. You explained it perfectly.
1: Absolutely. Um, All right. What what was like your favorite villain that you've played in any of these musicals?
0: Ooh, I loved Eveline in The Wiz because she was just such a boss, but still had this hint of humor. But I know the villain I wanted to play and I was so jealous I didn't get it. But I wanted to be the villain in Thoroughly Modern Millie with the um, Asian lady. I forget her name, but... Oh, my God, she was hilarious. And those type of villains are my favorite because there's a... I feel like they're more misunderstood. They're not truly evil.
1: When they're not truly evil and they're misunderstood, this actually paves the way for, like, more uh, creative, like, storylines and plot Mm -hmm. lines in it. So, yeah. And it's like, well... They're not entirely wrong about something, you know? Well, it's like
0: Maleficent. Uh I really like her because she had her own story based off of exactly what you explained. And she's actually one of my favorites as well, but... No, I I don't even think there's a play based off of that. You can I'd e- go for it, though. Right.
1: You can even get a lot of anti-heroes and anti-villains in these plays and stories because of this misunderstanding uh, <laughs> of these characters. So that's the really interesting part about it. All right. Just talk about like your time as a choir president. How was that leading choir?
0: You know what? If I could go back to high school, this might sound funny, but there was a girl, and she was like the teacher's pet. I don't know if i should name drop but I, maybe i will i'll give her the credit her name's emily adams and if i could go back to 2008 i would actually give her the choir president because she wanted it more than me and now that i'm an adult it is very nice to have but um i just feel like when i look back she wanted it so bad and it was it was a lot of stress and she was so helpful as my uh, vice president, but. I liked the job. It kept me very busy. I actually had my own little office, so I felt, like, really cool as a student. You know how that stuff is. So I used to just sort music, and I make suggestion boxes so that the choir could – you know how it is sometimes if a teacher just gives you all these songs. I want to know what the kids want to sing. Like, what do we want to sing? So it was cool to be able to have a voice and use your voice because when you're a choir president for a a high school – that's like a big chunk of the kids to four different grades. So you have to also be a peer, a role model. It's a lot of it's a lot of stress at you know, 17, 18 years old.
1: It really is. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> figuring yourself out, you're not exactly independent yet, but at the same time, you did mention earlier how it's just like, well, School is my safe haven because home is way too chaotic for me, Mm -hmm. all right? I need to be out of here. And fortunately, I was able to find the right interests, the right passions, and the right people for me to, you know, make myself into a better person and not be so attached to the family life that I have back at home. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: You know what it was? It was at that age, I was going through so much at home that, um... It was hard to be a leader at that time. And I know that sounds weird because I'm naturally a very strong character, so I just tend to be the leader in many situations, but I wish at that time I would have been the vice. (laughs) So, um, for what it's worth, um, Emily, shout out to you too, because you got that girl. (laughs) You still talk to Emily these days? No, I haven't Mm. for probably, well, I was supposed to, a little bit for the reunion,
1: but you okay <laughs> gotcha gotcha who knows she may have uh taken that choir president you know wanting to uh get that status and you know just it also motivated her to like go above and beyond in her own way like yeah, after I don't, high I don't school know anything about her but well <laughs> who knows uh maybe maybe she is being as successful as she is like in her own right
0: i hope so yeah
1: yeah all right so now let's move on to uh, your music, and you do do a lot of different things with music. Oh, let's, yeah. Let's start off with the fact that, and this is no pun intended because, again, October, the fact that you're a, a witch, <laughs> uh, all this stuff, ghostwriting. You've Ghost done ghostwriting, yes, okay? Yes. So how is it like just writing your own music but also ghostwriting for other musicians?
0: Um, it's an honor always, but then again, it's very frustrating because, um, I feel like if you say who you wrote for and they are very successful, they pretty much want to like deck you in the face, you know, cause they don't want anybody to know that it really came from little you or maybe the song made too much money and you really feel like, damn, I only got a couple G's out of that and they're off making millions, or maybe the song flops, but you still make a paycheck, so it evens out. It's it's um a frustrating process, and I'm just kind of glad that I'm out of that and now kind of in a place where I broke through enough where I can just use my own music or sell it directly to a TV line.
1: Okay. You know. Did you enjoy ghostwriting? I mean, no, no, not at all. No, not gotcha.
0: A, it's, it's probably the most frustrating job ever, mm. and it's. Uh, it's Heartbreaking in a fact, in a way, because mm-hmm. it's kind of like somebody saying, Oh, you're really good, but just not good enough to do it yourself. And it's, ah. a paycheck, it, it, I, I mean, maybe I'm looking at it the wrong way, but that's the only way I can really feel about it because I've experienced it.
1: Well, fortunately, you write mm-hmm. your own music, and you know, fortunately, uh, as you said, mm-hmm. you could sell it to like TV shows and all that stuff, TV lines, yeah. etc. So, uh, how How is it just like knowing that you're out of that ghostwriting phase and it's your own? Liberating.
0: I feel yeah. very, very good.
1: All right. Awesome. Awesome. And I'm
0: also just accepting my losses with like the other gains of other artists. And I just don't name drop because one, I feel like they're either unbelievable or I don't know. If I were an artist and somebody were to ghostwrite for me and then you found out that my number one hit was from some kid I'd be embarrassed, so I just, I don't do that to anybody.
1: (laughs) Right, right. Uh, Okay, so you do more than just writing, though. You also sing, and -hmm. you also rap, so look at that. Um, And and (laughs) I know you also do a little bit more than that, too, but we'll just get into, like, this writing, the singing, this rapping, just how are you so talented at all this stuff? Uh,
0: Thank you so much. (laughs) I don't know. I just, it's practice, really, if you have an ear. And you want to train your ear, you just need to practice. It all starts with an ear. We either have musical inclinement or we don't. And some people, you do nothing wrong. You just don't know pitch. You don't have the ear for pitch. And I believe if you do, that doesn't mean you're going to be a great piano player. It doesn't mean you're going to be a good flautist. You just have to put in your time.
1: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Were there any, like, inspirations that you had growing up or influences when it came to any of these three categories that you dive into when it came to songwriting, singing, and or rapping?
0: Rapping, I have no idea where it comes from. My family thinks I'm a freak of nature. It just happens to be something that I'm good at. I I can stay on time very well. But um, influence, music is probably the only thing in my family life that is strong and my family is extremely talented, regardless of how I feel about them. My dad is a professional musician, so is my mom, and my mother used to write songs for television as well, so that's probably where I get it. But I grew up on stage. My parents are both professional musicians. My dad's still a professional out there. And... um like my mother's like water even broke for me while she was singing on stage. So it just goes to show what? you that's how that's how into this industry I am. So I was born into this life of just like two parents in a band, uh, <laughs> doing side jobs to keep like on the months that there's not many gigs. And then with that lifestyle, as you can imagine, there's different abuses. There's partying. So you just, it all fits now when you think about the way I grew up.
1: Literally, you were born right into this industry.
0: Right into this industry. (laughs)
1: And and then you just have this wild story in your own life story of how you're just learning all these uh, different skills and how you just, are becoming the woman that you are today with all this, from the partying to the abuse, to the drug use, to the school career, to the honor society, yeah, ghostwriting,
0: etc. My influence were definitely my parents, because if you just met my dad, you would understand. He can pick up any instrument, anything that you hand him and play it perfectly. And then um, you know, my mom's my mom, love her. <laughs> And uh, my my uncle, he was first chair for the White House. Oh, really? Like, you know, um, I can just go on. Like music is in my blood, and it always will be. There's wow. It's, I eat, breathe, sleep. It's the first thought. It's the last thought.
1: That's that's uh that's amazing. <laughs> I gotta say, that's wonderful. Thank There's you. just so much to just like process and you know dive into. Um, were you since your uh parents did a lot of stage. Did they, like, book you into, like, any stage plays that they produced?
0: That's the funny thing. My parents never really produced anything themselves. My dad did do a wedding song, and um, my mom did, like, how I do music, just background scoring for television and stuff. So there's no no words or anything like that. It's not a song that you can sell for a radio like I'm starting to do. She used to do what I used to do, or kind of what i do now to pay the bills just the the, that type of music scoring so other than um that type of production no they didn't do any shows they didn't write any movies themselves unfortunately they should have because they were talented enough to do it
1: Well, now you got the opportunity to do it yourself. As a matter of fact, you already are doing it yourself. I am doing it myself. (laughs) We'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But, you know, I just want to backtrack a little here and go back to, like, the singing and the rapping. Just out of all the three, like, songwriting, singing, rapping, which one do you prefer the most?
0: Singing. I love to sing. Absolutely. There you
1: go. Yeah, I've uh, listened to uh, your music, especially, uh, you know, well, the first day of uh, this school year, after I was done uh, doing my format shift and after I uh, was done taking a class, I was listening to uh, your music on the uh, drive back home. I hadn't, like, moved in yet because I was still in, like, the process of, like, switching rooms and et cetera.
0: Did I take you to some deep, dark places?
1: <laughs> oh, you... Wa- <laughs> I... You did a great job with that. All right.
0: Well, good because this new album it's gonna be all dance and pop. So,
1: wow, <laughs> that's, such a... that's
0: me. See, you, this first album, it was all writing for shows or movies. That's why it's all dark and gothic, you know. But that's, I mean, I guess that's part of me. But me, I'm a, I'm fun. I promise mm-hmm. you, I really am.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, I agree with you. I mean. <laughs> at watering hole cafe i can already tell that you were <laughs> fun you. so yeah brainwashed brainwashed i really love that song oh
0: thank okay? you so, so much okay
1: so i I, th- I think out of all the songs that uh you put out there it's brainwashed that had like the most impact on me like as far as just like taking me to like this gothic world in um miss bethany aline's uh universe here so i'm just like
0: that song crap. is what had me, like, release all the negativity in my life. Like, that, that's where I started to just really heal. That's my big release, that song. And um, I got exactly what I wanted out of it. You know, I went to Hollywood. I'm about to go to London for that. And I'm, I'm just so grateful. I'm grateful with the outcome. Because I didn't even put a penny of promotion into it. Nothing. It just shook off on its own. <laughs> Such a sleeper. And now it's in, like, uh five to six different um, type of films, screenplays. What? So, <laughs> yeah. Do you know which ones? I mean, there's Damaged Disciples. There's, um, I don't know if it's going to be in Connie or not. I'll have to find out with that for that motion picture. But if you on my IMDb, there's actually a really big list. See, it's funny. I don't, I don't even like glorify myself or check up on myself. I don't even do social media or anything. <laughs> right, right,
1: right. Um, I'm not. Did you see it?
0: You were Instagramming me, and I'm like, yeah. sorry. Here's exactly. My number. Yeah, you ha-
1: exactly. <laughs> uh, personally, I prefer the phone numbers uh, too. Um, I just I only have the social medias because it's necessary, but it's just like I also have to keep up with it because mm-hmm. it's like it's just like you're in the entertainment industry, or you like you're doing something. That's, like, informational, too, so it's just you're going to have to put yourself out there in some way in order know, to get these connections. and that's the only
0: part where I lack, because I bet you if I gave it an ounce of attention, I probably would have the fan base that I would, like, succeed better with, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I didn't really think I'd ever be on stage or anything. I just was always used to making the background scores. I didn't really... Music videos wasn't part of the plan. That just happened. Right.
1: <laughs> All of a sudden, you just like had to adapt to that. Like what? Yes. Yeah, what yeah. All of a sudden, uh, you know, the
0: people I was working with were like, "Look, get going. You're easy on the eyes. You got about like ten good years left. Get going." And I'm like, "Okay, that's great. <laughs> Thank you for believing in me."
1: <laughs> well done. Well done. Yeah. All right.
0: <laughs> I'm used to making artists, not being one. So okay. it's it's Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a ghostwriter originally. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> right. Right. But yet you also hate the ghostwriting too, which is the ironic part. Yeah, so yeah. yeah.
0: It's like when you finally get what you asked for and then you're like, oh, crap, it really is working.
1: <laughs> what do so, I do now? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: no more, Where's the instruction manual? There is no instruction manual. Uh. I got to create this myself. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> so now you were talking about like creating the artist. Well, actually, you do this for your own stuff too. Mixing and mastering. Yeah. How did you pick up on all this?
0: Um, it just kind of went with... Hmm. All right. So I first started with the acting thing in Atlantic City through East Baron and Ryan, but my love for music holds strong. So eventually, once the hype of that got down and you know started the gigs, maybe like tampered off. I just went back to music. I I found this studio. There was Dirty Jersey Records, and they were a branch off of island Def jams and subcontracted and that's where I just started like finding different artists where I could ghost write for them and they were hire me per gig or per job and I just realized that the studio life is really where I wanted to be so my manager at the time he paid for some engineering school at factory studios and the rest is pretty much history I just absolutely loved making a sound out of a computer and not an instrument and it sounded i had so much more control over what i wanted to do so if i couldn't really do that on a cello i could do what i needed to do on the computer so i just was fascinated with the uh clarity and the control that you have on pro tools from there i just i became obsessed right (laughs) you know how i am about music Mm -hmm. the second i realized that you had that control I I'm gone. It's all I think about ever since. So.
1: Right. I mean, you're just so determined. Your eyes on the ball always with music, yeah. both you know, in front stage present wise and then behind the scenes too. Yeah. Since I, you did mention like um how you're really obsessed with like mixing and mastering, like you also see yourself as like a music producer too?
0: I believe that's really what I am. And I, I just have a couple songs that took off. So I'm just seeing where that goes. That's more of a hobby, but I really am a music producer. That's really my thing. I want to also, not just with movies, but with film, getting the levels correctly. So doing the master track of episodes on TV, just making sure that the pops and the horror movies aren't too poppy and the dialogue is the same level as the B-roll and I know to some people that doesn't really seem like a big deal, but did you ever watch a show and you have to constantly adjust the volume and it's just annoying? Yes. That's my job is to make it not annoying. One level.
1: All right. I, I got to...
0: <laughs> Keep it in between certain decibels. Mm-hmm.
1: I got to make sure that the shows that I'm watching have you in like, <laughs> the credits with like the uh, sound engineering or whatnot so that I don't have to like constantly raise it up, <laughs> raise it down or put it down. I mean... My mom has this, like, same issue, too, where it's just, like, it drives her crazy to the point where it's just, she always has closed captions. But me personally, I don't mind the closed captions, but I generally prefer to turn them off because they can be so distracting mm-hmm. uh, on the on the uh, screen when you're trying to see something. So that's right. why I turn them off. And then it's like, you really have to pay attention with your ears. What did they just say? Or... Dial it back here for a second. You're, you, that mic is too close to your mouth.
0: <laughs> or, or the music that they choose is a little bit overbearing. And, and, and the
1: music, and, too. Yeah, exactly. You
0: know, because I'm, I'm watching a show right now, and I'll name drop. I don't care, because they really need me. But The Crown right now on Netflix, I'm interested because, you know, the Queen just passed, and obviously my interest so i found a little bit of time and that show i'm constantly up down up down and i'm like wow they really need my help (laughs) because i would even this out exactly just so you know if you can get it there hey (laughs)
1: Right, right.
0: (laughs) A-Line Productions got your six. just saying.
1: (laughs) Ooh, okay. Dropping uh, her uh, info right here. So yeah, A-Line Productions is the uh, name to search up. So yeah. Thank you. If you want someone to uh, help you with the mixing and mastering and all this audio stuff, she's your girl.
0: I'm your girl. Mm -hmm.
1: So, with all this music being said, I know we talked earlier about the first single you put out, Sick. Mm -hmm. Are there any other favorite songs that you have?
0: Brainwash just is very personal to me because it brought me to the red carpet on my own terms without any other, you know, um, outlets. And I I would like to credit High Profile Entertainments because, you know, they had amazing actors that came on board. And I, I am partnered up with them, and they're my family. So even though they might not have really did any of the production I, I am just like very pleased with the way we work together and our companies made it to Hollywood by ourselves without a big record label behind us. And um, like I said, it was a healing song for me. But my newest song Stay Gold and that's my first pop, positive, fun-spirited side. So I'm really excited for this new one to come out.
1: Uh, absolutely. Um, it's like brainwash I'm, I'm telling you it's just it's it's like I, ha- I need more info on brainwash it's like i just can't get enough of that like i said earlier that's my favorite <laughs> song that you've put out thank you uh-huh, no problem thank you so it i asked i really name dropped the right song in this knowing how this is really deeply connected with you and how you put <laughs> a lot of energy into this other than sick because you know that was the one that you won the awards on mm-hmm. so yeah
0: well brainwash is still winning it's crazy. All right. It's like almost a year old now, and it's still winning awards. It's, it's okay. such a blessing. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Uh, how many awards and which awards has Brainwashed won?
0: I think I'm up to my seventh.
1: Okay. And
0: my third official selection in a big festival. So, I mean, um, I just need to know if it's going to be an official screening in London before I go, because that's pretty expensive to just go there on a hope that it's going to go on the screen. The Golden State Film Festival and stuff like that, like, it was actually in the TCL theater on the screen with the full-packed theaters and everything, and that was just so cool, you know?
1: Tanya, we got an underrated woman right here. She's been doing (laughs) a lot. She's been doing a lot for herself in the industry, and it's like, you know, it's like you have to be... I feel like it's like you're more locally recognized than you really are, like, as far as, like... Who actually knows you and you you mentioned earlier I'm how like a very private person exactly and if you were more into the social media or like more you more knowledgeable on like how to do that you'd have a bigger fan base than who you have right yeah. now mm-hmm. so yeah
0: and I, I might you know we've, we've yeah my absolutely. team has very much been talking about publicist and marketing and even merchandise now and i I'm making t-shirts and stuff soon and I'm this is just taking off I can't believe it
1: <laughs> it's crazy I know yeah. I know um, To go back on sick for just a moment, yeah. what were those two music awards that that song won?
0: Best Music Video
1: Best music and video.
0: Breakthrough Artist, because that was when I became an actual artist and not just a composer.
1: All right. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we were talking about awards and all this recognition. We're going to go to what you just did, October the 8th of 2022. You made your return to Watering Hole Cafe because, well... There was another award ceremony from guess who, the elephant India uh, music people. So please talk to us about that.
0: Well, actually, when I met you, that wasn't an award ceremony. That was just the festival. So.
1: Well, yeah, just, I, I I just yesterday. met
0: you, and then we had a conversation, and then I went up on stage, and you're like my good luck charm because I won all these awards.
1: I'm doing something right here, okay? <laughs> <Thank you.
0: laughs> So um, I returned and I won locally because you know that that also there's people from California there, so they have just like top artists. So I got the top songwriter, pop artist, the best music video for "Brainwashed," um, and Nadav who helped me with the beat. He's gonna get a trophy all the way in Africa for that, by the way. So that's an international film festival
1: very fun very awesome at
0: this point um what else did i get i got five all together i have a picture do you mind if i look (laughs)
1: yeah yeah yeah. go ahead go ahead as she looks for the award i'm telling you um (laughs) this is a line here mrs beth a line it's just stringing together all these different accolades and it's just like she just had this like never-ending like passion and creative energy uh, for you to just like go all out with uh, when it comes to like mixing and mastering but also being putting yourself out there and just making all these songs and doing uh other stuff uh related to the entertainment industry and it's just like people are like who is this woman how come <laughs> we've never heard of her before <laughs> doing it for a long time
0: yeah mm-hmm. I'm like a veteran in this industry pretty yeah, much.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. And I swear
0: you just I've been here the whole time, but I was either background on bigger movie sets like Bruised for Holly Berry or Clerks Three. And, you know, just because I'm not a lead character, I'm still in there. I'm still getting paid. I'm still getting my time. But in SAG, I'm kind of like a I guess a glorified background artist right now. But acting's not really what I'm trying to do. It's always been music. Acting is just there because it's in the same realm. Right, right. Yeah.
1: So, did did you find the uh, picture of the award that you were looking for, or no?
0: I am asking for it to be sent to me because I don't take pictures of myself, Mm, obviously. All right, so what do I have here? I have top songwriter, top female vocalist.
1: Okay, okay.
0: Local music video, musician of the year. (laughs) Woohoo! local pop artist of the year.
1: Oh, nice. <laughs> Very wonderful. Thank Hey, you. just on a side note, do your children like just look at you as like this larger than life pop star as if you were like Madonna or something?
0: I don't know because they're three and five. My five-year-old's autistic and he, for what he Is able to do. He says I'm the best, and he steals my music all the time and plays it on his little piano. So I think he's a fan.
1: (laughs) Gotcha, And, you
0: know, he he thinks I'm beautiful, and whenever I did my parades as the queen, he would always say, you're going to win, you're going to win, or when I win, he does. I think they they seem to be okay. I mean...
1: (laughs) Well, I mean... I do drag
0: them around a lot, but we homeschool, and they're very much growing up in this industry themselves. Yeah, so absolutely. Part of the...
1: I mean, your five-year-old seems to be the number one fan.
0: Yeah. I mean, your number
1: one <laughs> fan, so yes. Yes,
0: he is. <laughs> Him or my husband, I have to give mm-hmm. my husband credit too, because um, I feel like God broke mold when he made that man, because anybody that can handle me or keep up, Bless your heart.
1: Yeah, I uh, tip my cap to your husband for being able to, you know, support you and, you know, be able to just help you carry this family, your own legacy too, and just be able to keep yourself grounded through all this that you're going through.
0: And you know what? It's also. It takes a strong man to take on a woman's name too and to not want it to be his last name and the production company fall off of that. So for him to meet me and just respect that this was always my passion and just continue on with A-Line, I'm grateful for that because we live in a culture where women just tend to take the, the last name of the man. And even though my legal last name is his, he let me keep my um, business life aside from our personal life. And I love that respect that he always shows me because it's helpful.
1: He understands that, you know, you're making a name for yourself from a professional aspect. So yeah. it's not like he's trying to you're trying to dwell on like his own name. So, yeah, he doesn't know, ever tamper with the brand. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> it's like this is a couple made in heaven. All right. Let me just say that.
0: I do have you. it pretty well. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, we talked about you know you winning the awards let's just talk about like when we saw each other back in august like the music festival and all that stuff just take us through that and you were wearing a very colorful dress too which you know w- that was amazing <laughs> thank you too. So, much. so yeah again take us through that
0: well i'm going through this uh flapper fringe but modernizing it so that's the reason why i wore a similar outfit yesterday i don't know if you saw my new pictures coming out but 1922 Thoroughly Modern Millie, it's uh, 2022, so I'm trying to do the fringe flapper era, you know, keeping it fun. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um,
1: It's like a modernized Victorian era of, like, fashion that you're putting out.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So um and if you notice there's other people that were dressed kind of similar so I don't yes. know I'm, I'm kind of starting a little trend locally. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how far it could go.
1: Take us through like why you were performing, not just because you love performing, but like what exactly what songs were you doing? You know, what genre of music were you going for? How was the crowd energy? All that sort of stuff.
0: Well, I feel like I'm genreless. I'm trying to be pop with my new album, but when you write for movies, it's kind of hard to find, are you R&B, are you pop rock? I don't know. So it depends. I I don't really, I feel like I really don't have a genre. I truly am industrial in every way that a person could be. I was there because it's my why. I have Asperger's syndrome. My son is a savant. And it's all forms of autism. And Jerry Ryan is a first and foremost a personal friend of mine, and his son has autism. And that community is just this local festival that it's becoming international, and it's just a place where we're raising money to accept people that have disabilities uh, supporting our local, Special Olympics so that these kids can do sports and go to gyms and get physical therapies or musical therapies. And um, it's a beautiful platform because a lot of people don't know how to communicate or just be a part of a special needs community because they don't understand it elephant talk for example you know like even the title in itself to some people it sounds like an elephant wailing when you're dealing with an autistic person going through one of their overstimulations so if you're over if you're overstimulated and it might seem like that like you know but at this place you can freak out my son was freaking out yesterday and he was totally accepted he's the reason for the season you know and that's what we're doing here we're, through music we're healing we're healing families we're healing friendships we're providing safe environments for these people to just be loved. And it's if you can't stand for that or stand behind that, I perform there for free. I'm, I'm a professional here, and I make money. And I don't make a dime. That is strictly donation. And I still put up money out of my own pocket for it because that's how much I believe in that festival. It's that beautiful.
1: I'm certainly gonna be returning to that festival. Yeah.
0: When you support yeah. that festival, you are doing good mm-hmm. for special needs people.
1: Right. There was even a band that played there, the Arato Brothers, and they were on the uh, autistic spectrum yes. too. Yes. Um so and they're they my were, favorite. Yes. Uh followed them on uh YouTube. Mm-hmm. They put out great music. Yes, you know, they're they able to like be really talented in spite of the uh, medical, you know, issues or the disabilities that they have because, you know, it may medically speaking, it may be a disadvantage, but Special ed people really just—they actually have all the advantages in the world because like their <laughs> brains are all wired differently, exactly. and they all have all these like unique sentences. You can empathize with this too because yes. you mentioned how you have Asperger's. Yes. So yeah, it's uh.
0: And when I really was wonderful. younger, they didn't have a name for it.
1: Hmm. Okay. So, so times have really evolved then. Yeah,
0: because I I had a late diagnosis. They didn't discover what this was until 1994. Mm, And that's just a discovery. So I came up with this new term in my 20s, like when they were just trying to get to the bottom, like, what's up with this girl? She's like, really, really gifted, but she can't even sit down and stay in her chair. So it's like, I might have seemed like a bratty, ornery kid, but in reality, I just like, I can't sit still. (laughs) like. That's
1: relatable with me too. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well,
0: I I can tell you're bright too because oh, thank when, when you. you're bright, you just you can't sit still. You have 10 different projects. I know you're not even here right now.
1: Exactly. <laughs> it's like it's so weird. Like how do you explain it? It's like you're zoned in but like you're not exactly like on point with it, but yet you still put out like amazing product or like amazing yeah. art for people to <laughs> enjoy. Like what is this?
0: It's um, not the disabilities we got to focus on the abilities.
1: Bingo. That's the uh catchphrase of the day right here. Yeah. So, <laughs> bravo with the tagline <laughs> for this you. episode. Yes, absolutely. Um I think this also ties back to you homeschooling your children too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um it's like because school is really um historically speaking, generally speaking, it's just like even though like they're they have like departments for special ed and all that, they just They don't all. Not every school knows exactly how to, you know, handle it. So how's it like, just teaching your children, like how to grow up and learn everything there is to learn in this uh, world without going into a building?
0: I absolutely love it because I am afraid for my son to go to school because one, he's evaluated. They don't know where to place him because he's. So gifted and so smart. He's like the good doctor. He can do math problems that are beyond me. He can tell you anything about space. He's smarter than I am. But he's five. Uh, he can calculate things better than a calculator. like Or just as good. Give him any math problem. I'll even let you test him if you want. He... Whoop, I don't know how he does it. He's crazy. He's so, so gifted, this child. But he emotionally fits uh, like a two-year-old and when that moment happens there it doesn't matter it will go on for three hours sometimes if he gets overstimulated that's a wrap but that's autism you don't really understand the tics so for me instead of him getting in trouble or being watered down to a resource center That's not going to challenge him for his abilities because, like I said, I refuse to focus on any disability. I will acknowledge that it's there and I will have sympathy and emphasize and do what I need to do to help the disability. But if I see an ability that I can aid, that's what we're going to focus on. And homeschooling it really gives you that freedom where you can say, oh, wow, you're a brilliant piano player, so now I can give you private lessons. And I'm very, very fortunate that I'm privileged enough to afford homeschooling on the scale that I do, but I can give him lessons, I can give him occupational therapy, or if I don't agree with what the public school's doing, um, you know, like regarding the pronouns, Thing. If I agree with it or don't agree with it, that's my business, but I don't have to – it's not even an issue. I'm doing what we want to do. So as long as I'm giving them a little bit of physical education and extracurricular and sticking to the basic uh, learning plans and requirements by the state, we can go to California tomorrow. We're here today. We were in Cape May yesterday. Like, we can just go at our own pace. We're free to travel the world. I can teach him about mushrooms physically instead of it just being on a paper or a different type of rocks. I can show him the difference between insignious rocks and sedimentary rocks instead of it just being in a textbook. And that's the beauty of homeschooling hands on everywhere.
1: Absolutely. Uh, I knew uh, two uh, friends growing up who also were uh, homeschooled uh, by their mom. So it's like they were able to get, you know, an experience that's quite similar to what you're Mm -hmm. doing, too. And then they eventually uh, joined the school that I was attending too. Uh, it, it was definitely like a different change, like a different uh, shift in it. So,
0: Ooh, can I but, ask yeah. how were their personalities? Were they socially? Because you know that's the only concern I have is are they going to be socially awkward? And my family does that to me too. But
1: so like I don't. They were. <laughs> they they get along with everybody. Okay. Yeah. They're just like that. They're just they're twins. And they were able to get along with everybody. And so just like the adjustment, I can't really speak for them because I'm not in their shoes. So the adjustment may have uh, taken, you know, a lot for them to handle and process. However, they actually adjusted quite well. Like they did track and field mm-hmm. um, at my uh, high school and they really excelled at that. So, yeah. And they're nice. They're nice guys. They're really nice guys. I have uh talking to them since uh, we all graduated back in... Uh, 2019 we were the uh, last pre-covid graduation fyi oh, wow. <laughs> so i know that seems like an eternity ago yeah um, but you know the, these guys uh were really great and what they do and whatever it is that they're doing i believe they're studying like sciences um hey for you their that. university yeah good. good um props but, to them
0: but yeah you know that gives me hope then because that's really my only concern with it is when it's Time to release them from the nest. How are they gonna cope? <laughs> right,
1: funny. exactly. Um, I don't doubt the people that I'm talking about. And I also I also don't doubt both of your sons. I think they're gonna do wonderful because you and your husband are guiding them very well with this homeschooling. Thank you. So no problem. No problem. Now, let's uh talk about your uh film the stuff that you've done for film. You mentioned this earlier. Now let's uh, talk about this. <laughs> Bruised, Halle Berry, her directing it's it. It's
0: on Netflix. Yes, Watch it is. It.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. What did you do for that movie? I mean, I can't believe I'm talking to someone who actually worked for that movie.
0: <laughs> I was hired by her um, directly through my casting agency. Um,
1: Whoa, this is serious stuff.
0: Yeah, uh, she she was a director and the lead actress, which must have been so difficult because I know how that feels for a four-minute music video and it's so stressful so I couldn't imagine two hours of footage but I was just honestly a background on there but um, it was wonderful to do production with her and it was just such an honor to see how everything goes because you know I grew up watching her as one of my favorite actresses so then to be employed by her for I think it was a like eight or nine days To see her all day on set and watch how things are done. And um, you could tell she was an actress because all of the sets were so accommodating to actors and us background. Like you could tell like it was somebody who had worked their way up and it was just different from any other director's set. She was just very accommodating and wonderful. Such a powerhouse. I'm so impressed by her.
1: Have you uh kept up with her like have you talked to her about like any other future projects that she's doing? has she like uh contacted you about that
0: no the mm. um the other main character, her opponent, the bullet
1: right yeah um the bullet.
0: I've stayed in very little contact with her and um you know like I don't really bother other celebrities i I don't really see why we would be in contact unless she needed another actress to fill in for something like that you know she's an actress i'm a musician it's we're gonna cross paths from time to time but um just wish her well thank you for the opportunity and i'm going on my music way she's going on directionals i guess <laughs>
1: right right yeah. But, again, that must have been a lot to take in and a lot yeah. to do stuff for her. That's that's wonderful right there. Yeah, it was and, an honor. Uh-huh. And like you like you said earlier, you're a private person. So, you know, it's just – that's yeah. fine that, you know, that you don't, like, keep up with her. But, you know, you were grateful for the experience anyway and what she was able to provide for you.
0: I know. And my husband and some of my friends are like, why don't you get pictures? Like, you're right there. <laughs> and, I'm you know, I really should and I'm going to start doing that. But yeah. that's – I don't – I, I mean I just don't glorify any celebrities. I don't do anything like that. I don't bother they're they're people. They right, she's yeah. busy. Yeah, exactly. I don't like, can you get a picture with me? Like she, <laughs> she needs to stay in character. Mm-hmm. But I guess as a producer, I understand that we're like just another actor. They want their Instagram photo with her, where to me it's just like, I'll see her again.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um so <laughs> It's interesting. You also are an award-winning nominee in the Screen Actors uh, Guild and mm-hmm. after a union. Yeah. Take us through that. How how did this even happen?
0: Um. Well, that was when I was younger in my early early twenties, and I was with the casting agency Wees Farron, who uh, cast me to meet her from Bruce. So it's kind of funny. It all goes down to this amazing agency in Atlantic City. And um, there was just auditions, and I happened to be a student at that time because I was learning film. and engineering has a lot to do with film, so you have to take a couple classes so you know the neighborhood and the environment. I auditioned, and it was a good pay- playing and uh, paying role. So obviously I wanted to pay some bills. I actually got it. And wow. I like, think that's how it started. <laughs> And um, from there, I just, you know, you make the film and then nominations come in after they submit it to different film festivals. So um, Chicago Film Festival, I believe that's where I started, like, really getting recognition as an actress.
1: Unbelievable stuff that you're that you pulled off, including uh, Dispatches from Elsewhere for Netflix. That was
0: fun. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. (laughs)
1: Listen to these names. Sally Field, Mm -hmm. Jason Segel, Russell Brand. What did you do for that?
0: Pretty much the same thing. I um, I also did a little bit of um, makeup, though. yeah. okay. So, okay. And a uh, wardrobe. But Sally Field, I sat right directly behind her. I had to fix a piece of her hair for the camera guy. It was kind of funny. So oh. That's <laughs> how I met her. Like, oh, can you just fix that for me? <laughs> yeah. Now she's perfect for the yeah. camera. So um, when you have the audience scene and her hair is all perfect, just know that's because of me. <laughs> Miss New Jersey helped yes. her out. Yes. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: Miss New Jersey really did help her out.
0: <laughs> I I had her sex there too.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> so,
0: no, I actually I have no lines in that or anything, but you will definitely see me if you watch the show. Um a couple different backgrounds in there. Uh,
1: all right. Um do you know exactly like which episodes?
0: There's like a magic show scene. In one of the episodes, and whatever one has the outdoor magic show. Okay. I'm definitely right behind her.
1: Gotcha. Directly behind directly her. Directly behind her. So it.
0: even nice. if you see, like, gray hair around her, it's me.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I got you. <laughs> so I got to be uh, looking with my eyes peeled, you know, just... I, it's like I have to, like, focus on what's going on, right? You're going go to go There's to see like... it,
0: and I'm, my face is going to be, like, right behind her head. So you're going to be like, I saw your hair. Whoa! Look at that. <laughs> I I
1: just talked to this woman too. Okay, so
0: yeah, this, it, yeah. whatever. Whatever scene, um, Jason Segel, he's in like a glass, Houdini situation where he's like underwater in a straitjacket. That's the scene. Gotcha. It was kind of scary actually on set because I was like, "This is real," and what if it goes wrong? <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, right. Okay, so. I just love how like how versatile you are because, you know, you've done mixing, mastering, songwriting, rapping, singing. What's this here? Video production and editing? Take us through that. Da-da-da-da.
0: And yep. the visuals too. <laughs> well, um, that's my company does mixing and mastering and just video editing mastering, like also. So that's what I like that's what I do. I make movies. So whether it's Video editing, mostly sound, but but my husband's niche is uh editing. So if it's under my production company, like he's really working that side, but it brings in awards. So he's really good at what he does, and I'm really good at what we do, and we're the A team. So that's why we're A line.
1: Ah, <laughs> I see what you did there. That was that was very smooth what Thank you just you. did. <laughs> um and, and this also ties into what you're doing, and it helps because, you know, you're supportive of children, not just your children, but, you know, especially children with uh, oh, yeah. special needs, especially considering the fact that you're working on children's
0: networks. I am, and I'm actually doing a Disney pilot right now, and I can finally name drop. I've been keeping it a secret for over... I think like 18 months now Spill the beans. so you're gonna be the first interview where I can finally say the name but junior high days and it we're trying really hard but you know it's a Disney pilot as of now so we're gonna get our six seasons in and hope for the best but we have some really great connections and amazing actors. And I have, like, the little Delilah Heffner, who's up and coming from Chicago, and she's just absolutely brilliant. She's going to be the main character of the show. And um, I've sponsored her in the past because she homeschools because that's how great of an artist she is. Um, She can't even go to school because she's working so much. And um, her mother and I, we were very close, and we just made this little family, and now the family is filming a lot, <laughs> and we're getting a lot of scenes in. It's going to be a great show.
1: I can believe that. I'm yeah. doing
0: everything from uh, mostly sound is my department. I'm co-directing it, okay. but I have a brilliant writer. Her name's Amy Cerna, and um, she, you know, she has several uh, motion pictures out there already. But I believe that this is going to be the big, the big uh, break for her. And I'm so grateful to support her and just take this production on for her because it's a wonderful children's show.
1: Expect to see this on, like, Disney Channel, Disney+, Plus, all yep. those platforms. Absolutely, uh-huh. and
0: I, I'm going to say you will see it. I'm that confident. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep,
1: junior high days. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. I feel like this will be, like, one of those, like, comedy-drama-type shows right here. Oh, sure. It's yeah. another
0: sitcom for sure, mm-hmm. but... um You know what? I have a great team of uh, children on here, and there's some really, really funny characters. But this show is going to add some modern dynamics that other shows on the Disney Channel just don't have. And that's why I believe it's going to be really, really a wonderful new experience for kids today
1: that's awesome looking forward times to that change yeah, exact. yes <laughs> times have changed very uh mm-hmm. becoming very progressive here so yeah. good thing you're contributing to that in a creative entertaining way
0: yeah and in a safe way in a safe way too,
1: safe way too. Mm-hmm. yep well you did mention that you were like mrs new jersey and all that so talk to me why how you became mrs new jersey
0: i was invited through you know how like agencies do the castings and stuff so i just felt wrong to not submit for it. And then I actually got it. <laughs> and then when I got it, I just remember uh, it was like really expensive, but paying for it just didn't seem legit. Cause I remember they went through like PayPal, there was not really any paperwork. So at first I thought this is a scam. Then when um, my agency like brings it back and they're like, no, this is like legit then it started to like really dawn on me like okay so the way I'm really a state title holder here and then um, you know the the classes the etiquettes that you have to do and the service that comes with it the parades it was um, really surreal so I had to put my music on hold because I write very dark material for horror and indie and um, i it was like a difficult year actually because it was right smack dab in the middle of the pandemic and you know how we couldn't go anywhere at first and i was uh taking my time on vaccinations and uh it did it put a lot of um a damper on my work that i wanted to do my service during my reign however uh i did the best that i could and i know that and um, i'm just honored to have had such a like wonderful position in my life, such an important role.
1: That's why you were awarded the Queen's Crown, especially even despite the pandemic. You know, you were able to show off why you're the number one dominant woman <laughs> in the Garden State. Even if uh, you're all the way deep south, like, whoa, like, where is this,
0: where even is this? It should be Delaware, technically. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> Unbelievable.
0: Yeah, because it's it's South Jersey. However, it's the Delaware Bay and the Delaware River right, that you're exactly. in. Right, so exactly. Like, okay, yep. so we're in Delaware, but it's Jersey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> One last thing. Newest single, Flavor. Talk to us about that.
0: Oh my goodness. So um I met this young producer in Memphis, Tennessee and his name's AK and he's just has a great head on his shoulders. He's a lot like how you are, just young, fresh, eager and um I heard that beat and I wanted to just do a couple little things and I just was like we need to collab. This is awesome. And um I just was hanging out with one of my girlfriends over in the hood of Millville. New Jersey and she was saying like you know you're starting to do real good with this music and I have this friend who can rap and he he's really awesome and he's really serious because she knows I don't deal with anybody unless you're dead serious well I met Loud Blue and our personalities just connected and we're we're good friends today and uh, it just took off like he heard the beat he liked it and We sent it back and forth a few times, changed a couple lyrics so that they could, uh, you know, coincide with, like, the message of the song. And it was just, we're still having fun. We're making the music video now.
1: And I (laughs) expect, like, this music video to also win some awards, too.
0: I don't know. We'll (laughs) see. Well,
1: yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It's just, the awards I've noticed, like, they've been, like music award, music video uh, centered so yeah I, uh,
0: we're really good you know i use state-of-the-art material i went to school for this i'm so well educated in this and then anything i don't know my husband knows anything he doesn't know i can do so the two of us together we're just unstoppable <laughs> and
1: that, that's why uh and you guys we're are barely like, yeah, trying uh, we're it's... barely
0: trying so now that we're gonna start putting effort into this like everyone's gonna know who we are
1: Oh yeah, with junior high days, what you've done with brews, what you've done with all the this stuff, you're certainly uh magical in that sense. Thank you. Know? You. Mm-hmm. You, you got more than just music magic. That's a lovely sure. compliment. Wonderful, wonderful, especially since you got the uh, whole witch attire. Feng shui. Yeah, <laughs> feng shui here. So we're just about out of time here, but I'd like to thank you, Mrs. Bethany A-line, for coming out here, making this long trip up here to Wayne, New Jersey.
0: Thank you for having me. No
1: problem, I no appreciate problem. It. As for you, the listener, thank you for tuning in to this very first debut episode of Music Magic. I'm your host, Justin Reynoso Dumay, also known as JRD, and I am signing off.